You're listening to The Dirt on Dating with your host, Noah Scott. Whether you're on the prowl or spicing up your relationship, we've got the dirt to help you find success in today's digital dating world. Welcome to this episode of The Dirt on Dating Show. I'm Noah, and today we're going to take a glimpse into what it's like to date Jill. So Jill is a speaker, an influencer, and a leader in her community. Jill has been breaking barriers and charting her own path from a young age, but the pathway to the role of wife has been the most exhilarating. Welcome <laughs> to the show, Jill. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Good. Well, it's, it is very exciting, this path to being a wife. So let's talk about that. Maybe just share a little bit of the background because this, this sounds like an exciting journey across the board many twists and turns. So maybe just give everyone a little bit of background on you and also on your marriage. Yeah, sure. So a little bit about me, career-driven woman, focused on my career mainly in my earlier years and wanted to be a wife, wanted to be married, kept having all these toxic relationships with people that never really even deserved to be in my space and have finally said, you know what, I'll just be happy with myself and be fine. And then um, boom, Here comes my uh, husband. We have been friends for a while and all of a sudden we decided to take it to the next level and we haven't looked back yet. So it sounds like you've had an interesting adventure closing out this last thing and meeting your husband. So it sounds like the two of you were friends before that. How did it happen that you both decided to go from friends to now romantic partners? No, it was really interesting. We actually used to talk to each other about our relationships. Hey, I'm dating this person. I don't know how I feel about him. I would give him advice like, yeah, you should do this. You should do that. He would give me advice. And he was always great company. And I didn't really look at him as a long-term love interest. I just, as my friend, my homeboy, like he's cool. (laughs) And we ended up going to an event together um, out of town. I was like, hey, I got this event. You want to come? He said, I'll come. And everybody kept saying, you guys make such a great couple. And we were like, okay. And so that happened from the course of a Friday through Sunday. And we kept hearing it so much that we were, huh, maybe we should explore this. And initially when we explored it, I was like, look, listen, I know you date around. I've got friends. I'm not trying to rock the boat. So you keep dating. I'll keep dating. And we'll see how this works. And he's like, okay. And that was like in maybe June. And then mm-hmm. August came and he's like, look, I only want to date you. And I was like, wait, what? Because I don't care about anybody else. I only want to date you. And we went through this back. Like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And we did. And we haven't looked back. That's incredible. Yeah. I think that back and forth of really evaluating whether or not this is a good decision is something a lot of people skip when they're jumping into something. A lot of times you'll have people say the first three months, they're riding the high of dopamine. They're just feeling this like this honeymoon phase and they're like, this is amazing. We're going to move in together. And then everything just starts crashing down. What other things have you guys intentionally discussed? Because marriage is also a big step too. How did you approach that from in terms of, is this the right move for us? Are we going to be a compatible match for the long term? Did you have an exit strategy in place? Because yeah, that's a rare thing to actually to really have the to weighing the options and to say, wait, is this the right thing? Or is this the wrong thing? Yeah, that's a really good point. So my husband had actually been married before. And he's hey, I've gone down this path. He actually thought that he would never get married again. He's like, I'll never ever get married again. And for me, I was hey, I'm good where I am. I don't need anybody rocking the boat. And we had a core friendship. So it's like, at the end of the day, we didn't want to mess up the friendship. And so we took a lot of time to just talk 
talk about our dreams, talk about our desires, talk about our fears. We both actually had gone through, I had gone through therapy. He really focuses on meditation and, and finding himself. And so it was really important for us to both know who we were by ourselves before we connected with another person. Because I think a lot of times we get so wrapped up into the other person that we lose ourselves. And so for us, it was like, here's who I am. Here's my non-negotiables. And is that cool with you? And we were able to do that. We also do a 90 day check-in mm. and we did this even when we were dating, especially when we were dating. Hey, what's good? Did I make you mad? Is there something that you want to tell me, but didn't really feel right bringing up because we wanted to make sure that there was, that we were always able to be open and clear and have clear communication and not feel weird about having those types of difficult conversations. And that's really helped a lot. That's really interesting. I, I do want to go in a little bit deeper on that because I, I also geek out on a lot of things from like my professional environment, like taking the things like as I'm as my professional workflow, like organizing communication and like setting aside specific times on the calendar to talk. And when I try to bring that into the relationship, it falls flat because my partner generally prefers to have things very organic and not so structured and fluid. And so, and it sounds like you're able to take a lot of that that you learn from your professional, like how you keep that the boat from rocking, as you said. Uh, how do you bring that into the relationship in a seamless manner? It's, it's so funny that you say that. Like we actually, because of it, we started our own thing, leadership and love, because we feel like you can't have one without the other. And so he, my husband is very, hey, go with the flow. Life is great. And I'm more like, check the box, check it off. What's the list? What can happen? And so initially it was, it was, I think there was a desire for both of us to make sure that the relationship was successful. And because that desire was there, he bent a little bit, I bent a little bit, and we had to come up with a system that worked best for us. Initially, hey, let's check in every week or every 30 days. We're like, wait, that's too much like work. That's like your weekly one-on-one with your boss or something. Like this isn't that type of relationship. But whenever you're in a relationship or a marriage, it is a partnership. And so I think that there has to be a level of business to it to make sure that it flows well. Because whatever you don't work on is bound to not be successful, whether that's in personal or professional setting. 100%. And the same idea, if if I'm, I'm a lot, I can see uh, similarities with your husband. If I skip my meditation for a week, boy, I'm a grump and uh. nobody wants to be around me. So it's those keeping the wheels on the cart through those regular practices are important. I'd love to switch gears a little bit and talk about some stories of Jill's earlier adventures as you're yeah. figuring out that marriage is the direction you wanted to go. Because I think that was something that you, you talked about, that this is something, your marriage has been something that you've been looking for or, mm. or that has been on your bucket list for a while. Maybe yeah. share a story of a time when you realized, when you just figured out that, okay, I, I want to get married. What did that look like? I grew up on dating myself, the Cosby show, right? And so for me, that was the example of life for me. It wasn't the... It wasn't the life that I lived, but it was the life that I wanted to live. I wanted to have a husband that was a doctor or I was a doctor and I wanted to be a lawyer and I wanted to have kids that we could dance and have you know fun with the grandparents and go off to college. It was literally like the blueprint for my life. I went to college because of the Cosby show. I initially thought I wanted to be a lawyer and then turned into a politician because of the Cosby show. So I would think that at a very early age, I knew 
that I wanted to be married just from what I saw. And for a while, they actually called me the runaway bride because my husband is my third uh, proposal. So I had been um, proposed to twice before and had never actually gone through with it because it just didn't feel right. Mm. Like I knew I wanted to be a wife. And I think early on, I just, I, I was more concerned about being a bride than being a wife. That's the mm. way to put it. I was obsessed with the wedding and what it looked and all the glamour and the glitz and how many people would be there. And I wasn't really focused on what the marriage would be like and what it would be like to be a wife. So because of that, the other relationships didn't work. And so by the time this happened, I told my husband, I was like, let's just go to the courthouse. I don't need a wedding. I don't need any of that stuff. And he was like, no, you've been wanting this for a very long time. You deserve it. Pandemic and all, it doesn't matter. You deserve to have your fairy tale. That's really beautiful and very vulnerable to be able to identify that I was in this place where it wasn't necessarily the real person or the the relationship that I was after, but rather the fairy tale. And Absolutely. Wow, that takes a lot of uh, that takes a lot of guts to be able to say that. So thank you for sharing. And, and and I think so. Other people that might be in your position and maybe hesitant to to look to read the writing on the wall, perhaps uh, if they're entering in a relationship that might not be right for them, or that they're trying to force something because they have this vision of of what their future should be. I, I we hear about it all the time. There's so many there's so many people that run headfirst into something that's not the right relationship. What advice would you have for someone to identify these red flags early and to avoid a big situation that might be a blowout later on and to get out before the strings are tied and and the ring is on the finger? Absolutely. Listen, you deserve better. You do not need to settle. You don't need to bend or twist or make something fit when it's right. It'll be right. And, and, and it's so worth it. If I could go back and just have a conversation with myself 10 years ago, I would be like, girl, stop. He is not the one. <laughs> Don't waste your time. Move on. Enjoy your life because what is waiting for you is so much better. And I think that we, I can remember trying to make something fit or scratching things off and saying, it's okay. I don't really need this. I don't really care about that. And you lose a part of yourself. So whenever you enter into a relationship and you see the red flags and you ignore them, you are losing a piece of yourself. And it's you that makes the relationship great. You are what you know can, can make a, a marriage or whatever wonderful. And when you allow yourself to be chipped away, then you're not going to get the authentic happiness that you're actually looking for. And so I would say, listen, I know it may hurt right now to walk away. You know, it's a pandemic. Nobody wants to be lonely. Nobody wants to be cooped up by themselves. But at the same time, if you take this opportunity, focus on you, focus on the things you like, then the person that you need, the person that you want, the person that was made just for you is going to be much better than what you're dealing with right now. Very well said. Yeah. And before we move on to some fun stories and some juicy stories of your adventures, while we're on this role of very inspiring advice to help people figure out their path, can you take us back to a time that maybe you were going through some challenges and someone gave you some very powerful advice about romance or relationships and paint us a picture of where you were and what that advice was and how it changed you. I was in a really just 
toxic relationship that it was just bad. It was like, it was just bad. So bad that like my friends were getting with my mom and like having prayer calls, praying that this relationship would end and nobody would really say anything to me directly. And so they're all walking on eggshells and a dear friend of mine, I never forget, she she lives like two hours away and she told me she had to come to a funeral here. As I think back about it, I'm like, who would she even know to come to a funeral? But anyway, she told me she had to come here for a funeral and I was getting ready to go into a city council meeting and she's like, hey, I know you're going into your meeting. Just meet me. I just got a little gift for you on my way to the funeral. I'm like, okay. So she gives me a gift, tells me that she's heading to the funeral, which she drives back two hours, but she gives me the book the five love languages Mm -hmm. and inside of it, she has like a four page letter talking to me about my worth, my value, who I am, how I deserve a life that's rich and and juicy and happy. And she never said that he wasn't the one, but she just talked to me about, reminded me of who I am and what I deserve. And through that letter, I was like, okay, this picture that she's painting (laughs) is not the life that I'm living. And it's not, going to be that if I continue to move into this direction. And um, from that, I literally called off a wedding, lost thousands and thousands of dollars. I had a custom made dress with lace from, from France. It was just crazy. And I just was like, you know what? I do deserve better. I am special. And I walked away from it all. Fantastic. Now, now to tie it all together, let's share one of the most amazing stories with your current partner. Paint us a picture of just like how amazing it is now. Walk us through one of your more romantic adventures. My husband is super, I mean, he's, I'm not going to call him a sap because it's bad, but he's very in tune with his emotions. So he, he, God, I'm trying to think of so many stories. I'll give one that's not super romantic, but that's super cute that I was super excited about. We just had our 30 day um, anniversary and yesterday um, he had grilled out and, you know, prepared his food. I'm having a glass of wine and he's like going crazy about this box. He's like, this delivery is supposed to be here. And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, oh, they delivered it to your mom's house. I'll be right back. So he comes back to the house and he has this box and it's wrapped up and he was like, hey, I have something for you. So I open it up and he's like, happy 30 days. And I was like, what? And inside it's an Apple Series 5 watch. And he was like, you deserve this and so much more. And I just wanted to give you a gift for a 30 day gift. And I was like, oh my God, but I don't have a gift for you. I need to go get something. And he's like, oh, you are the gift. I don't need anything else. And I was like, okay, that's it. This is forever. Like that, that is the love of my life. So, and he does stuff like that all the time. I have a a rough day when we used to be able to go out and about in the world and had heels on all day. And I'll come home and he's got candles lit in the house and he's cooked dinner. He's like the primary cook, not me, which not me was great because I don't like cooking at all. And he's a really amazing cook and he'll have a glass of wine and dinner ready. And he'll rub my feet and be like, I know you had a hard day. So I want to rub your feet and, and make sure you're pampered and there's a bubble bath waiting for you. I don't like, this is great. Sounds, <laughs> really like, great. sounds like he's read the, the five love languages book. He, he, he clearly has. Yeah. He clearly and, if has. I, and it sounds like his love language is most likely what acts of service. Yeah. Acts of service and words of affirmation. Very cool. And that's great that you guys are, he's, he's found someone who appreciates that. So, and then, so you guys know listeners out there, it, the book that we're referencing is, is Gary Chapman. He's got this book called the five love languages. All right. As we're working towards wrapping up, the final question I'm going to ask is what would you say is your advice for your younger self when it comes to dating and relationships? I remember somebody telling me, don't date down. 
And I have always been the type of person that sees the good in everybody. And so to me, that was like this stuck up statement. Like, why would you say that? I don't think I'm better than anybody else. Like, I want to give everybody a chance. No, stop right there. Don't date down. (laughs) Don't. It is okay to date people that have the same interests as you. It is okay to leave some people in the past and to move beyond that. I was always concerned with giving everybody the benefit of the doubt, giving everybody a chance um, to be successful. As my friend said, I like to have little projects, right? Oh no, I see the potential. There's potential there. So I'm not going to worry about everything being buttoned up. And it doesn't have to be buttoned up. Let me be clear about that. But there are some core things that just you just don't need to waver on. So don't date for potential, date for where somebody is right now. Absolutely. Yeah, and the more you spend your time pulling along a dead weight that's less energy that you can put towards other people who have their act together. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Jill, it's been a it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thanks for sharing your your story, your journey, and congratulations on your new marriage. Thank you. This has been great. All right. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Don't forget to swing by Apple, search for the Dirt on Dating show and give us a five-star review. That's really going to help us grow. Also, leave us some comments. Let us know how we're doing. If you have some feedback, we'll appreciate that. And of course, if you want to be featured on the show, DM me at Instagram at followNoah, or you can also just visit dirtondating.com slash single to introduce yourself. That's it for this one. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dirt on Dating show. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Stay safe, talk dirty, and we'll see you here tomorrow for another wild dating adventure.